Hey Death Inc. fans, Evan here. I'm happy to share that we have wrapped about five episodes of the Spanish language version of Death Inc., which is coming out later this year. We found talent from Comedy Central, Netflix, Televisa, as well as a bunch of independent, funny, creative people from all across Mexico. In the next couple of months, I'll share a trailer on here as well as information about where you can go to listen to it. But for now, I'm actually here to give you guys a little gift for Halloween. For the first time ever, I wrote a ghost story. And just for fun, I decided to do a quick read of it, slapped on some music, filmed myself in the living room, and now I'm here to share the audio version with you. If you want to watch the full performance, you can go to my Instagram, which is linked at deathinc.rip, or just search me up on there with the handle renegadekit. And just to be extra super duper clear, this is totally outside of the Death Inc. universe. Might be a little confusing since I play Jesse and it's my same voice, obviously, but uh, totally separate. So, blank slate and enjoy. The first thing you need to know about me is that I actually like being called a ghost. Some of my dead friends are just, um, well, they, they like to think of themselves as, as something more, but me? I'm simple and easy, just a happy and easygoing guy who's always transparent and nebulous. All the bells and whistles, they're only important while you're alive, which I'm not, and, and that's okay. You don't have to give me your condolences or tell me how I must be missed and be loved, blah, blah, blah. I'm fine, I'm a ghost, and this is a ghost story. It's my story. The second thing you need to know is that all those uh, random people in your dreams are just like me. I mean, they're less fun. It's just to say that they're dead. <laughs> Suckers. Anyway, don't freak out. Um, we can't possess you, at least from what I've gathered. But um, unlike you, we remember your dreams. We remember your dreams because there are lives. In fact, we experience nothing, literal nothingness, except when we appear in your dreams. Don't, don't get it twisted though. We don't visit you. You visit us here in the great beyond, which it sounds a little pretentious now that I say it out loud, but every night uh, you get to see what we're up to. So what's that mean? It means that that nightmare you had, some creep chasing you down, ghost. All the people you saved from a burning building that night, all ghosts. And if you're doing the math, then yeah, you've even fucked a few ghosts. You freak, huh? Like I said though, uh, this is my story. Well, okay, so it's actually more like one of those our stories. The reason I'm sharing it is because I want to thank you for helping me be the happiest I've ever been. See, I, I saw him for the first time in one of your dreams, out by that ocean made of red cabbage with um, fruit for boats and ninja stars for, well, stars. What I didn't know at the time is that I was about to fall in love for an eternity thanks to you and your now wife, Elizabeth's dreams. So grab your flashlights, popcorn, 
and your childhood fears because it was a dark and stormy night. Well, actually, it was pretty bright thanks to the stars. However, it, it was cold and th that ought to count for something. So I remember those ninja stars twinkling and there were some legit like pre-DiCaprio Titanic vibes out there. Like, have you, have you ever smelled morning frost? That scent surrounded a sharp mountain. And the peak was covered in trees, cascading all the way down to the beach, where a row of palm-roofed camping pits shook ever so slightly in the wind. It must have been early morning. Oh, and then there was also that dog that ran by with like snakes for legs and beaks for paws. I don't want to think about that right now. All right, so obviously some of this you already know because you were there, it was your dream. But like I said, uh, this is my ghost story and I only get one. So just chill out and let me tell it, okay? Luckily, thanks to the, signing, thanks to the shining stars, I saw him staring at me. I learned later that uh, he had been staring for a long time and I just hadn't clued in yet. I should have noticed those big brown eyes and, um, and the way that they glowed. I, I gotta ask you though, um, from your point of view, how did you realize that this place was um, some version of uh, Via Rica Veracruz? Damn it. Okay, I guess if I wanted to ask questions, I shouldn't have written a story, but rather waited until you died. Which will be soon. Not believable? All right, fine. Well, anywho, <clears throat> I appreciate how you and Elizabeth did your homework and got all four of us to where we needed to be. Via Rica, Veracruz. And what a beautiful beach. I, I couldn't believe it until I finally saw that thick beige sand through your eyes during that daydream. Yeah, we're in the daydreams too. Come at me about it. It was your wedding day, right? You know, recurring dreams are never my cup of tea, but I desperately needed that dream to recur after nothing more than simple eye contact with him. How long did it take in living time? For me, it was several, several years between thousands of other dreams. I, I really do wish I could have dreamt about him while waiting, but as you do not know, us ghosts don't dream. Okay, let me rephrase. We don't have REM sleep, which coincides with hallucinations while at rest, but dreams, we have many of those. This is all to say that um, I feel very fortunate for choosing not to haunt you. And, and for me, that really is saying something. So um, once your Via Rica dream finally reoccurred, I knew exactly where to look for him. Out by that ocean made of red cabbage with fruit for boats and ninja stars in the sky. Uh, let's just take a second to unpack you. So astronomy, reading the night sky and, and finding your way by night. Look, I'm not gonna judge. It's just that like, even you gotta admit that like 60% of your fellow astronomers 
are just confusing the science with astrology. And then like 15% do it to forget about their divorce and like another 15% do it to forget about their marriage. So then there's, there's like the remaining 10% which actually pull it off. And to be fair, you and Elizabeth made it happen. So at the time, I wished he didn't have to be part of your sweet Elizabeth's dream. I wished he was in yours so we could speak to each other. I wanted to know his favorite ice cream flavor. I wanted to know if he was lost in my eyes, just like I was lost in his. I had to know what made him so caring. What I wished for the most was to know why the living share dreams, yet we're not granted the right to. Us ghosts can't cross that cerebral border. But I, I didn't give up. I truly couldn't. And every time that dream reoccurred, I got as close to him as possible, and he got as close to me. And I didn't know if you felt that gravity and desire, but it was never for you. I did it selfishly, just as he did. And never did I ever think that you'd feel the same anchor and tug and force that pulled he and I together. I mean, I would call it magnetic, but magnetism is just a prank that the universe plays on you guys. One of many. Aurora Borealis. <laughs> Fuck off, are you serious? <laughs> uh, so, did you think that your mind would connect with hers? I suppose we could and we should call it your souls. Your souls bonded thanks to the, um, ooh, the electricity and the touch that synchronized your minds. And that's finally what broke the cerebral border. And he and I, Elizabeth and you, could finally unite. It was more than just a touch. It, it was an embrace that was as permanent as the end of time itself. It split the atom, it fused the impossible with the inevitable. That right there is love. And I was with you when you passed out after looking at beaches in Veracruz all night. He was half with her when she bought those plane tickets while half asleep. I couldn't reach Veracruz without you. And at the end of the day, uh, neither you nor Elizabeth would have made it without he and I. That's the thing about life and death that I wish I knew while bathing in the privilege of mortality. Life needs death and death needs life. What you will become, just like I became, is sustenance for the new living. And they are sustenance for death. You're the vessel for nothing. And that's nothing with a big capital N, not some concept of, of like not having, but rather pure oblivion. The natural state of everything is nothing. Truth is, is the loud and, and volatile liquid between bubbles of existence, while the resting state of our universe is it's silent. And truth is what you read between the lines. It's what we all become. I am as much the truth as you are a lie. The price of a beating heart is, it's the cost of saying goodbye. I never saw anything like our love before. 
And I never would have guessed that Elizabeth would have the same recurring dream as you. Every time you took me back to Via Rica, I pushed away the thought of running into the love of my life. Yet, he and Elizabeth were led to us, and us to them. Death and life harmonized. Existence's purpose met, perhaps for the first time, but if not for the first time, then definitely the best time. So this letter is for you. It's, it's still my story, but it's written for you. It's to keep reminding you to always dream. It's to encourage you to look out for love as your mind sleeps and mind's awake. It is nothing more than a reminder that persistence is all that it takes. Oh, fuck yeah, I ended it on a rhyme. <laughs>